Hall of Sports all plays. Yeah. Hall of Sports all plays. Hall of Sports all plays. We're making a place, we're talking the game, get you to the days. We're hiding the court, the diamond the lane. Variety topics, living the same. All presentations, sports information. In the airways, taking the nation. All sport, all plays, they work in your faces. Grace up the field, so tie the laces. All sports, all plays. Welcome back to He's on Fire podcast. Little, uh, little different intro, right? He's on fire! Well, that's because we are officially on All Sports All Play Network, ASAPSportsNetwork.com. You can find them there. And unfortunately, our big arrival to this network comes in a damn loss. Come on, Phoenix Suns. Not the first game like that. But you know what? We're going to get into absolutely everything. It's, it's unfortunate the way it went down. It's also the first game of the season. I'm not worried yet. You shouldn't be either. We got the Lakers on Friday, and if we beat the Lakers, everything will be good in the Valley, right? I think it will be. He's on Fire Podcast. Let go. not feeling the intro after a loss but tonight because we are debuting on asap sports network i'm definitely feeling it uh as i said i'm bummed we lost it sucks but you know what it is what it is valley fans phoenix suns fans devin booker went what three of 13 three of 15 didn't have the best of nights and that's not a devin booker game we all know he's gonna bounce back but first before we get even more into this game I want to bring my man Jay Ness into this. Jay Ness, how are we doing tonight? Other than oh. the Suns game, how are we doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing great. You know, I can't complain. Uh, but as you said, I mean, this wasn't this wasn't what we pictured when we said right. we were going to debut tonight. We were just going to come in here and say, you know, we took over that W. Uh, Suns and four carried over. We took the momentum, but it just didn't mm-hmm. go that way, you know. But as you said earlier, you know. Um, I think they needed this. Their fan base got really beat up during the playoffs. <laughs> Denver really, we really, really put a foot in that fan base's behind. And um, I think they needed this. They needed to recover. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, they had so many injuries too. You know, yeah. if all these dudes were ready to go and to play last year, even without Jamal Murray, I mean, if Dozier was 100%, Mon- Monte Morris, if MPJ didn't have his back issues, you know, they would have at least gotten one game. I know that I'm a yeah. non-biased Suns fan to a point, mm-hmm. but um, I-, I definitely want to get into it. I want to bring uh, my co-host Jay Joyce and Ahmed into the game, but before we do, 
Uh, tell the He's on Fire podcast listeners uh, a little bit about ASAP Sports Network. Yes, yes. Welcome to He's on Fire's listeners and uh, ASAP listeners. We're going to become a family here soon. But uh, yeah, man, uh, reached out. Um, you know, he has a great thing going here. So um, we do too. We try to make it a marriage. But uh, ASAP, we're seven days a week. Um, you can find us on Facebook, find us on YouTube, Twitter, the whole nine. Um, we have a variety of different shows, uh, not just basketball, football. We got NASCAR, uh, wrestling, whatever you need, whatever your fix is, we got it for mm. you. So come find us, man. I love it. Uh, big things are coming. There's going to be big collaborations going on. Uh, so stay tuned uh, to this. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're happy to be a part of the ASAP Sports Network. But we're happy to have want- you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's going to be a lot of fun. But let's bring Amit into the game. Amit. What up, guys? Ooh, nice to meet I you, Janice. I can Use already tell well. by your face. <laughs> <laughs> You're not happy today, are you, sir? No. No, I'm not. Um, no, dude. I-, I thought this was going to be a W at halftime. And uh, yeah. we let them get in rhythm. The defense was por- uh, horrible. The pick and roll defense and the, the corner defense was terrible. Um, and, and then Booker couldn't make a shot. He, I think he only made threes, right? I don't think he made a uh, two. He made, yeah, he was two for seven from three and three of 15 overall. Yeah. Four so for four. He had a layup. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was bad. It was a bad Booker game and everybody, I mean, can you tell me anybody that played up to their standard other than like Cam Johnson? Uh, um, I like Shamit. Shamit. Okay. Shamit for sure. Sure, yeah, Shamit Shamit had 11 points. Uh, he was four or five for shooting, um, three for three from three point land. I mean, that's what we need. Yeah. And, and before we get into it even more, let's bring in our final, yeah, our final co-host, Jay Joyce. We have Jay Ness and Jay Joyce, JJ, whatever. The J and J connection. Exactly. Yes, sir. I'm loving it. Jay Joyce. Uh, did any other player tonight live up to their potential, as Ahmed said in your mind? I mean, DA started off good. Um, well, I had like I missed the first quarter because of uh, you know the fucking Knicks game, but <laughs> the Knicks game was good though. But like, still, uh, it was on ESPN, ESPN News. You had to find yeah, it. but I'm illegally streaming my stuff on it, so like, <laughs> yeah. I, it, it varies. So, <laughs> but uh, uh, DeAndre Aiden played uh, uh, pretty decently, but you know how the Suns are; uh, they just stop like. Uh, like using them in the second half and stuff. So hopefully that changes up uh, in the near future. But uh, Sham God, you know, like I love saying Sham it just uh, the way that he plays. But uh, campaign had a pretty decent game. Uh, but you know, uh, you know, we're working off some rust, some yep. uh, finals hangover. So I do want to make some there shed some is. light on uh, McGee. You know, he 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 did 15 minutes off the bench. He had six points, eight rebounds. And and that was always a spot, you know, coming off the bench last year at that five position that was always a, a issue for us. So having him on the court, having that defense there to protect the rim and, and get those boards, I really like what he did tonight too. Absolutely. I, sure. I, there, there were times where he just wasn't closing out. His rotations were hella yeah. slow tonight, which were really frustrating me personally campaign i felt like he tried to do a little bit too much hero ball as well too mm-hmm. and he went three for nine uh I three for everybody three did, five from the line i think yeah. i think cam johnson did i think yep. mikhail did like these guys were just pulling up in the mid-range like they own that shit like they're booker or something i mean mccall bridges shot 16 times he had the, he had the most shot yeah. attempts on the team i mean that's not supposed that's to happen crazy. 
<laughs> That's not burner, supposed to happen. Burner account is already. Anybody got some rope to spare and some bleach from my eyes? He's already <laughs> in mid-season form. I mean, I got to be later. honest though, you guys. I told you at the beginning of the year, I don't know if we're a 60-win team because I just feel like we're going to have this little bit of a – a speed bump just like at the beginning of last year when we were just kind of figuring some pieces out. I didn't know if we were going to go eight and eight specifically, you know, but I definitely thought we were going to hit some speed bumps and it shows tonight. There was a little bit of rust as you said, Jay, and that's okay. There is absolutely nothing wrong with having the finals hangover. I mean, we got to a point where the game was in our control and then we just stopped playing. Set third you know? quarter. It was that third quarter. Yeah. So they felt like they were going to run with it and rock with it the whole way. This is going to be our show. We know what we're going to do. And they stopped putting up the fight. So this is a good lesson to learn. And honestly, they deserved it more than we did. Yeah, I mean, and and let's be honest, too. (laughs) Anytime you're scoring 16 points in a a, a closeout quarter of a game, you you don't deserve to win a basketball game. Nope. Um, they, they, They put up 16 points in the fourth quarter. Who does that? Especially against the Denver Nuggets. I mean, you, you know, they fight to the end. They, and like I said, like we, like we opened up with, I mean, we put a foot in the rear end of that fan base. Um, yeah. and, and they were scarred from that. And they're going to be scarred for that for the next few, next, probably in this year, in all this year, all of our meetings this year, if we meet in the playoffs. And, you know, if we meet in the playoffs and it goes anything like it did last year, this is going to turn into a, a super rivalry with us. And we and saw that. There was a lot of basketball, too, right? I mean, oh, we yeah. saw. Booker get in it with uh, Jokic. We saw yeah. CP3 get in it with a couple people. We saw who else? Uh, that, that can we talk about that little fucker man? I hate that. <laughs> Which he one? To, he tried to hurt. He tried to hurt. Campazo. He tried to hurt campaign on that on that one where he fell into the stands. That was just a dirty play, and he's known for dirty plays, and it works in the regular season, and we know mm-hmm. it doesn't work in the playoffs because he got worked in the playoffs. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's we're trying to up. make it through the regular season. We're trying to get through without injuries. We're trying to, you know, uh, just make it, make it by. And I think that, like you said, that stuff works in the in the, in the regular season because they're not as aggressive overall. But when you get into the playoffs, he's getting worked. Yeah. Jay, Jay Joyce, you want to add something? Uh, Amit, your fucking man, Jeff Green, you know, he's just lighting it up. Like, yeah. what's up with that? You're That's exactly that what shit. you get. <laughs> First game of the season. Let's see where he is in the playoffs. We'll see. Yeah, I'm telling yeah. you, Jeff. Yeah, Green, you're right. If your team signs him, you should be disappointed because you're <laughs> never going to get what you need. That guy always gives you a little bit of hope, but then he always disappoints. Well, and he's, I, mean, I don't even know how many teams he's been on at this point. Probably I mean, like he's, 32. He's played 14 years, <laughs> except the Suns, the only one that hasn't signed him. And he kills us. He kills us every time. Whenever we would play the Nets last year, it seemed like we would make a run. Jeff Green would go on a 9-0 run randomly, too. It's just it's one of those dudes that just kills the Suns. It reminds me of Rodney Rogers before we got Rodney Rogers. Rodney oh, Rogers yeah. on the Clippers would cook us, and the Clippers would almost beat us because he was Rodney. cooking. And then we got him on our team, and everything was fine. That's what Jeff Green reminds me of. I thought they did a they did a great job, you guys. Let's let's give it up to Denver for stopping the pick and roll tonight. Yep. They yeah. stopped the pick before the pick even got there. They got yeah. in between the man and the guy they were supposed to set. And that is yeah. something when you can teach that as a coach and they can actually go out and perform it time and time again, doesn't matter what angle they do it from, you're going to be successful, especially since that's our offense. 
and they did a great job stopping it, and we were out of rhythm the whole second half. Unless we got a few stops and got our hands on balls and stuff, and then we were rolling. Unfortunately, yeah. it just it just didn't end that way. But Cam Johnson, Cam Johnson looks beefier, a good what, yep. at least 15 yep. pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the shot looked nice. He was doing so many things, and he actually might be starting power forward by the end of the year. JNS, do you think that's a possibility? Um, I do. Uh, I do think that. Um, I, I hope we don't kind of shake that up. Though I like Crowder starting, um, that veteran uh, presence starting, and Cam coming off the bench with that energy, you know. Yeah. But but you know, to mention on that Jeff Green thing, you know, the Suns have always had a, a, a an issue with athletic force, and if you can play that tweener three four position and you're athletic, they give us fits. I mean, look at Aaron Gordon. Um, you know, he gave us fits uh, all all playoffs, and even though we ended up stomping their butts out, but. He does that thing. And I think that's what Jeff Green does to us, too. He just has that that issue where it's like he's not super fast, but he's fast enough to get past our fours and he's big enough to be able to hang down low. Yeah. I'm at Cam Johnson over Jay Crowder. I mean, I've been saying bit. it. I've been telling you, like, he's going to be starting. We're going to have to pay that dude. And I don't think we have the money to pay him. But I, I really think this guy needs to take off that undershirt and we need to see those guns. Cause he's 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 built. He needs to he take is. those off. He is. He's looking thick nowadays. Yeah. I'm liking it. Uh, Jay Joyce, Cam Johnson over Jay Crowder. Are you on that too, or do you still want to start Crowder? Oh, man, I'm fifty fifty. Um, it. I think it. Uh, I think it depends who we go against. Like, uh, like let's say uh, since we play the Lakers um, on uh, on Friday. Uh, I would like to start Jay just because the Lakers are a kind of a little bigger team uh, and you kind of want to get that pace going. But if we're like going against like, like, like I would have liked to start Cam uh, Cam tonight personally, but I, I, I think between Jay and Cam, like you can have a really good uh, rotation between them two. And I hope Monty implements that uh, this season, you know, just, kind of catch uh you know the opponent off guard so yeah i i one of the things that kind of stuck out to me was monty's lineups is that they really didn't change no last yeah. year either it was you the saw, same lineup yep you saw yeah. book end in the first quarter you saw cp3 starting the second it pissed me off that we didn't see booker until the five minute yep. mark in the fourth quarter and which is a- something he did last year too though I have a comment though. I really think he's playing checkers here. I, I think he he really wanted to see what Shamit could do with yeah. Chris Paul together. Yeah. I, I don't think it was I, I think he he realizes and like the rest of the league, like the Lakers, right? Like they think, oh, we're just gonna make the playoffs, we can make a run. The Nets the same way. He's thinking now we have the continuity, we have the consistency with our team. We can play a little bit in the beginning of the season, the way that Popovich would do, where he would just rest guys. And I think we're gonna see that from him. Oh. Booker doesn't need to be playing 40 minutes a game right now either. So no way. No, but, but I mean, to kind of go off of what you were saying, I mean, I kind of agree with you. I think he is kind of playing checkers because I also think we're going to make a move soon um, to add another uh, player to the bench. um, Like we were talking about with the, the Thaddeus Young thing or something like that. So I think he's also moving around to see which people kind of mesh a little bit better, a little gel a little bit better so he can see who's expendable. Yeah. I, that's what we did last year to start the year, man. And remember mm-hmm. last year we were giving it to DA left and right, trying to feed DA 
and and it wasn't working. The ball movement wasn't there. So, I mean, he tries things. The season does not start until Christmas Day. So let's let's all chill there. Um, Jay Joyce, though, sticks. Are you upset that you didn't get to see Jalen Smith play? Are you okay with Nader getting those minutes? Because he played, I think, 11 minutes, 13 minutes tonight. I mean, I don't know what it is with Monty with Nader. Like, I like Nader personally. He plays hard. Like, you can't take that away from him. I appreciate what he does. But sure. he has to be in – in the top 1% of drawing offensive fouls. Like <laughs> he, get, he gets so many. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. But, uh, but like, I would like to see sticks, but like, since we're seeing Nader, like I only have that sample. So like, yeah, just give Nader the minutes. I like, I want to see sticks this year. I, I hope we see him uh, like a, a good amount before Thanksgiving. But I like I would love Thad Young, and Thad Young is on DNP right now, so I, I think there might be a move soon. Man, so. I didn't even see that. I'm gonna go to that yeah. score right now. Uh, yeah, Ahmed, Ahmed, yeah, give me your two no, cents, man. I don't. I mean, I, I, I'd like to see Sticks play just for trade value in garbage time, but the the guy cannot play against like second or first string players. I mean, he's we've seen like he plays really good in in preseason. He plays really good in garbage time. He can't do it against – we've seen it. Like, he had one good game last season. It was the first game of the season. I think he had, like, 10 points or something like that, whatever it was. Since then, he has not been able to put together a good defensive stretch, a good, like, really offensive stretch. So, I'm just waiting for Thad Young. Yeah. And I, it's not that I don't believe in Sticks. I do believe in him, but I just don't think he's going to get an opportunity with this team, knowing the window that we have, to be able to to, like, to produce what we need from him. Like when uh, when JaVale McGee was starting getting in foul trouble, I'm like, are we going to see sticks at this point? And I'm like, that'd be a bad thing. I'd rather see Kaminsky at this point. I don't hmm. want to. I don't want to see him come in. You know. I uh, mean, what is Jalen Smith closing out J. Michael Green or Michael Porter Jr. going to look like if he's if he's in the paint and then ball gets kicked out and he's got to close out on somebody? That's going to end really badly for sticks, in my opinion. I just don't yeah. see the foot speed with him. And I've said it on the podcast before. He's a round peg in a square hole, man. He's a five. He's an he's undersized five. five with long ass five. arms, though. He's got long ass arms, but they're trying to put him out in the corner and on the wing. I don't know if he, that's the best place for him. He's a five with instincts to just <laughs> uh, protect the rim. But the yeah. crazy part is, is he has <laughs> he has better handles than DeAndre Ayton at this point. Like, what, what is going on? Um, I'm right there with Burner. Yeah, that's, that's bring, bring back Josh Jackson. You know, um, no, but I mean, I was saying this earlier too. Sticks is more of a defensive-minded guy, so putting him on that four kind of really just eliminates a lot of things for us, even not just putting him out there and making him look kind of weird on the court, and not knowing what to do, um, but. The, the other thing is I kind of look at this as like the um, the bowl bowl situation uh, when Denver got him, you know, they, they it was kind of the same thing. I, I never saw him. I never saw him. I never saw him. He would get, you know, uh, assigned to the summer league or the their G League team here and there. And I think the same type of development is going on with sticks here, because what real trait is going to work from sticks current game? in the NBA style, just like Amit was saying, he can't run up and down the court with these, with these other skilled players at, um, you know, one or two team. So I really think he still needs to more time. Um, unfortunately, 
as Emma said, this is not the team that has the time. Um, yeah. So I don't know if this is a good fit for him. I want him personally. I like Sticks. Yeah. Um, I think two years, three years from now, Sticks is going to be a, a force to be reckoned with in the league and be able to actually get down there and play some solid minutes. Um, I was I was alluding to uh, Mo Bamba-ish earlier when I was talking to Evan uh, or to Coach. And, um, you know, it gives me those type of – Feelings. The Mo Bamba, it took him a few years to catch on. And look, he's a solid guy in the paint. They stopped trying to move him to that three-point line so much and kind of let him do where he's natural at down there in the paint. And I think the same thing with Sticks as we get over the whole pushing him out and let him do his natural thing, it'll come to him. I completely agree. It's it, We're just forcing him to do something it feels like at this point, and it's great trade value and a good, what, $4.5 million contract. So yeah. throw that in there. You showcase him during the summer league. Who He would have guarded J. Michael Green and Jeff Green on the outside tonight. And that's not a position you want to put sticks in to succeed. No. So you go with a guy like ben, or Bender. God damn it, Roy. You, no, not <laughs> Roy in the chat just said Bender earlier. No, you go with a guy like Nader who can move his feet, do a few things, and he's a slasher type, something that is different on, than the roster that we have uh dale kraus this is kind of a, a funny point the Suns would have wanted jamal murray has had started for the nuggets he said he saw that on twitter i mean i disagree jamal, <laughs> jamal murray goes like michael jordan against us y'all he goes he really off does against us so i mean at the same time maybe the ball stuck in his hands and we come back at the end who knows but jamal murray is a talent and i'll never say against that uh, Jane S, you and I were talking quite a bit during the game, and you know, we might have been bullshitting a little more than scouting and watching film a little bit, but right, it really did seem like the Suns were going to be the Suns tonight, and then they just fell off. Man, did they become complacent? Were they just like, all right, we got this in the bag? It's funny, um, because as we, me and you were talking, you know, in that first half, I said, you know, the one thing, <laughs> hey, that's a good one. We'll throw in Drogic, or Drogic Burn, Bender. Burner's an MVP. Yeah. You'll get the no-burner account. Yeah, we'll throw in Bender with that. But, uh, no, no. so I was saying this earlier, too. I mean, I was just praising us that, you know, the Suns of the past have had really low lows, you know, and that was always our issue. We were, we're a streaky team, but our lows were really low lows. And I was just saying in that first half, I'm like, man, it looks good that our lows are not as, as low as they used to be. We're not getting down to that bottom of the pit. And I think that third quarter, you know, even though we had a little bit more points than the fourth, they just let them get away. And we hit yeah. one of those low lows today. And look at the result. We shouldn't have and lost this game. No way. But remember, though, like just just go back to last year. Like there were so many times where this team would get a 20 point lead and, blow and, it. We would, and we would just choke it away. Right. So many times it was the Hornets, the Nets. There were so many games where we had a big lead and we just choked it away. And what do we do? We, we passed up like a, a decent two point shot for a, a three point shot. And we just kept doing that. And we still keep True. doing that. And I'm just like, and especially like, the funny, I had this existential thing when I was watching the game. I'm like, where does Booker fit in this offense? Because I'm like, he's not getting the ball where he needs the ball. And he's getting it. He's going one-on-one. -on -one. He's not getting any sort of motion. It's just him getting it. And it's just three seconds on the shot clock, right? Or he, it's a spot-up shot. And he, I mean, he's really got to become a spot-up shooter. Man, like 
he cannot shoot 34%. What do we got to do to get Booker to get the ball on the block? Yes. Yes. He is he is a killer on the block, especially when he has any type of dude that's about his size and shorter. Oh, Anybody that's really going to guard guard him like it's he's so good on the block like I would love to see him not work as hard doing the Reggie Miller, Rip Hamilton stuff coming off of all these yeah. screens, you know, because the problem with that is he gets the ball on the corner and then it's ISO ball. So he's not yep. going through all these screens to get a jump shot real quick and put it up. He's doing all that work to go one on one to waste more energy. Let's and get him out the block, it, man. On the defensive end, you can see it, too. And I think he exerts so much energy on that offensive end. And, you know, when you go back and, and you mentioned Rip, you mentioned, uh, you know, Reggie, those teams kind of played more team defense and kind of helped each other a little bit more than we do. We play more mono mono on the defensive end. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, you need more energy for that. And, you know, like you said, coach, you know, Devin Booker is a lot stronger than what people think. You know, and putting him on that block. And but a lot of that goes, you know, before I even go there, a lot of that goes to earlier what you said. We, we they shut down our pick and roll and our yeah. st our offense starts and ends with the pick and roll. If you shut that down, we scramble. Yep. We scramble. You know, we have, so we have, we have we have two sets. We go off the pick and roll or we try something off of some elbow action, usually yep. some screen action with DA around the elbow, yep. get it to that guy up there, and then DA will come for the pick and roll. But that's when they were shutting it down. So then we try to come off of screens and go up top or to the corner right off of the screen from the uh, from the elbow. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, elbow going yep. up to the top, and then yeah. it would go one-on-one because -on -one mm -hmm. they were stopping that. And that's when things just went bad. And then on top of that, I mean, Jay Crowder had a Jay Crowder night, y'all. Let's let's not forget Jay Crowder, 0 for 5. Uh, Cam Johnson, as much as we want to talk about his threes, 3 for 5. He was 4 for 10. How many little bunnies or layups yeah. did that dude miss as well, too? Campaign, 3 of 9. Chris Paul was 6 of 11. And, and Mikhail, we already said, was 7 of 16. So we had seven dudes in double digits. Nobody hit the 20-point mark. And let me double check. And we got out-rebounded by one. And that was a recipe for failure for us. Anytime we lost the rebounding game, it was a wrap. And 18 turnovers, y'all. Yep. And, and, that's, and that's, I think, a product of not having enough preseason games. But going back to, to your point about the elbow action and the, uh, and the pick and roll game, I don't know if you guys noticed, there's a little wrinkle that, that Monty put in. And shout, shouts to uh, David Nash on this because he pointed out in the preseason what they're because they're pressing Chris Paul the whole court now. That's what every mm -hmm. team is doing. He, they're, they're, Mikhail is setting a pick in the corner as they're coming down, and yeah. then they're setting their offense up. And I thought it was too early to start doing that. I, I, I don't, I don't think they should be showing that this early, um, because I, you know, I think Booker needs to get the ball and handle it, and then give it to CP3 as they cross half court and, and get into their offense. I think, I think they're just getting there. They're getting too cute. I, I really think they are. I think they're expecting mm. a lot more from other teams. And, um, you know, I saw it tonight, like I mentioned before, like there was just, they passed up a lot. Of, like DeAndre Aiden passed up two or three post plays to, to, to just move the ball. And I know Booker passed up a couple. I mean, it was just like, just take the, just take the, you know, the two point shot rather than passing out for the three. And, and there was a, just a lot of like, you know, motion offense that they run. And I was just like, it was just too much at some point. I was just like, you guys got to just take the shot. You guys are, you should be confident. And then when they were taking the shot, it wasn't in a rhythm. 
like that DeAndre Ayton, the last three-point shot he took, a couple of Cam pull-ups, mm-hmm. a couple of Mikhail pull-ups where they could have probably gone closer to the rim or kicked it out. It was just it just didn't feel like the offense was gelling. And it's weird because we saw what they did against the Lakers in the preseason and some other opponents, and it's just like, what happened? Yeah. Offseason happened. Overconfidence yeah. happened. Uh, Denver had good food. <laughs> man, Denver came in and they were pissed, though, man. They wanted this yeah. game. PJ Dozier and Monte Morris hit shots and they were going up to the crowd and doing stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. They wanted this game. So I don't, I don't want to take anything away from Denver. But the good thing is for this year, and Jay Joyce, I want you to comment on this one. Last year, we they didn't practice. They practiced, like, I heard, like, 14 times overall throughout the season. It was, like, some abstract, weird, low number that I would have never imagined. This year, I mean, we're going to have – it's a regular 82-game season. We go to the whole time. DA should have been paid to be (laughs) – We go through the whole season until, what, April, May is when the playoffs start. So we're going to have time in between games now to, like, really rest – have practice. You look at the first few games at Los Angeles Lakers Friday at Portland, and then we don't play until the following Wednesday, Sacramento, and then the following Saturday, Cleveland. So, Jay Joyce, you're overall not too worried about this, right? Like, we have time between games to to get this together, right? Right. Like, so uh, I'll just start with uh, the opening games uh, uh, from uh, yesterday, the Bucks, Nets, and uh, – Golden State and the Lakers. I give uh, Lakers and Nets about uh, like this season about thirty games to get their shit together, and then you can kind of pick right. apart uh, what their deficiencies are. We're coming off of a uh, uh, one of the uh, shortest off seasons. Uh, same thing as the Bucks. Uh, so like uh, like adding uh, Javale and Shamit. Like yeah, it's it's only two additions, but when you really look into it, we want them to be vital pieces. So to kind of gel them in is going to take a little bit of time. Like Javale, like he didn't know like how to work the perimeter, and he yeah. wasn't used for that. Yeah, that was when he was with the Nuggets or Golden mm-hmm. State. Like he was, uh, he didn't go like ten feet away from the rim on both of those teams. So. Like when he gets used to the switches and like how, how to guard point. the perimeter and closing out, he like he's like he's the last person you want to see on the three, especially with Combazo trying to shoot it. So, uh, and th- uh, Shamit, he's jailing pretty well, but again, like we're taking uh, the ball out of Booker's hands more and and Paul's, and people have picked up on the uh, on the pick and roll and stuff. And it's, it's like it's all about yeah. repetition and seeing what works. So, like I give are- us about. I give yeah, us about ahead. maybe like 20 games uh, uh, until we can really see like uh, how we're looking. But uh, I'm really not that worried. Uh, I thought this game could be a loss. Uh, yeah, like I, I'd rather take 4-1. Uh, so, like I'm cool with that. So I, I, if we again, if we beat the Lakers on Friday, everything yeah, it, will like, be I don't give a shit. just fun, just fine. Right. But it just sucks, man. It just sucks coming off of that run. You want the you want the good juju to keep going. You know, we've technically oh Jesus Christ, we've technically lost five in a row. Oh my god. And so uh, I think Phoenix Suns fans need a win over the Los Angeles Lakers. And you know, over all that, that that'll be that'll be really nice. It just yeah. felt weird and strange tonight. There was a lot of things that just wasn't there. Maybe it was the teams gelling. Jay Ness, did you see some 
maybe rust is the best way to put it. Like we weren't all clicking in all cylinders quite yet. Yeah. And, and um, kind of to piggyback off of uh, JJ there. Um, I, I think the, what he said was very real. Cause I, I look at Landry Shamit and I look at our squad. Um, Cameron Payne off the bench is very, very, very streaky. Uh, when he has his games, he's, he's on fire. Um, or he's one of those guys where he has a little bit of Westbrook in him and uh, he just starts firing up shots. Um, and, you know, when I look at, you know, the Utah Jazz with Jordan Clarkson, I look at, you know, these guys, you know, that they're able to pull off the bench in, in these times where we were just talking about Devin Booker, you know, playing in that second or that second corner and having those gaps where we're having these lows. And I think that we're trying to push Shamit into that position where he's going to be our off the bench scorer. He's going to be that guy that comes in and puts that fire in there and keeps the scoring going when we're resting Booker or we're resting Chris Paul. So I do agree with you, JJ. You know, it's going to take a few games for for him to understand what they need from him and how to do it. Because we all know Landry can put up, Shamit can put up points. You know, yeah. he, he he's crafty and making his own shot. Well, dude, I, I I disagree a little bit. I thought I thought Shamit fit in perfectly. Yeah. Like he. Oh yeah, no, no, he fits in. It's just like uh, with uh, like including. JaVale and Shamit and like like just throwing him in there just JaVale to see how they one, do. JaVale they kind of fucked up everything figured out because yeah. he did a lot of weird stuff. He did he did some Shaqton the Fool stuff tonight. <laughs> he always <laughs> he did, man. I mean, and and but like when you watched him with the Lakers and the Warriors, you didn't see it as much. Like it was a system thing. I don't think he knows the system yet. No. Um yeah, no. Because even on the on the rolls, like there was just everybody was off. Like the passes were off. He was in the right yeah. position. You know, I. I um, but I think there's there's room for him to grow. But dude, his length, like some of those rebounds, <laughs> he's just above yeah. everybody, just grabbing rebounds over everybody. Like, there's other six really guys there, and he's grabbing them. There was one that stuck out to me, y'all. It was when uh, in the first half, campaign had it threw up a lob, and it just hit straight off the backboard, and Javale didn't even catch it. So you're right. It just it just wasn't in sync, you know. Uh, Javale shacked an MVP. Take that back. <laughs> And yeah, um, it, I wasn't I wasn't saying he point. didn't fit. Uh, yeah. But I think that with them, I think they're going to increase the usage of him yeah, as yeah. the games go along. And I think that tonight we saw a little a little, you know, sprout, a little bean sprout of what he's going to do for us as the as the year goes on. No, no, I agree with you. I I, I agree. I think because we didn't they, they ran the same rotations that they usually run. Yeah. So we didn't get to see like what he would do with Chris Paul or, you know, with Booker on the court with him and Booker being the point. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Like I, 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 you know, the contract that he got, I think is right for what he's at a mid-level mm-hmm. kind of player. Yeah. I don't think he's like a 40 minute player. I don't, I don't, I don't think know. he played 40 minutes. Yeah. His defense isn't good enough. No. And, and I have a question um, since you used the word contract and we all know it's buzzing around here in Uh-oh. Phoenix right now. Oh, um, <laughs> where where do you guys sit with this situation, Coach? I mean, let's start with you. I mean, where do you sit with this whole debacle of should he get the the max? Um, are the Suns playing it right? Uh, I'm I'm gonna get into that, but first, before we do, this is gonna be a quick word from our sponsor uh, that we have over on Anchor. So stay stay tuned. We'll be right back in about thirty seconds. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. 
Let me explain. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor.fm, get started on your podcast. Uh, Going to DeAndre Ayton, man, it's so tough because the one thing that I don't want to do is take away from the organic chemistry that we have. And that is my biggest thing. It's not my money. It's not your money. I really don't care where the money comes from. (laughs) But is he really worth more money than Devin Booker? Absolutely not. He is not worth the money for Devin Booker. He's worth – is he worth a five-year deal? Yeah, I think you should give him a five-year deal. But I also think that you need to do it in a way that works for your team so you can build around the team and continue to win championships, not give a dude like DeAndre Ayton who only averages 15 and 12, and people are going to say it's because he sacrificed this or that. Yes, I get that. But he still averages that. And I think what he does on the court maybe isn't replicable per se, but I think you can find a lot of serviceable big men that can give you a pretty good percentage of what he does. Therefore, I don't know if you could give him that much, but again, it comes down to the organic chemistry for me. So if their whole plan is to get Jason Tatum out of Boston in a few years and not have DeAndre Ayton, I'm for it. If their plan is to do some dude like that, some superstar level, I'm for it. And I think a lot of Suns fans would. But there's something about this team and chemistry that I also don't want to break up. And one thing that sticks out to Ayton for me and kind of what I forgot about him is how stout and tough he is, how you just really can't move him. Mm-mm. And he understands what he's supposed to do. He understands the rotations. He's is great defensively. He's a great help defender. He right. sets tremendous picks as well. And it just feels like he knows what to do and he's just playing and maybe overthinking now when it comes to the offensive side of things, but we'll see how that plays out. But is he worth more than Devin Booker? No, he is not. Not right now. He's not. not. Right now. He's not, but I mean, there was a wired moment where they were they they had wired up, and he was he was he was calling out stuff. He was telling Shamit where to go. He was um, he just he 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 really anchors that defense in a way in the last two years that like we haven't had ever. Um, but let me throw this out there: Would you swap him for Rudy? Like, will we win with Rudy Gay? Rudy, I Gay. thought you were about to say uh, Rudy Gobert. I swear to God, yeah, Rudy Gobert. Sorry, Rudy Gay. Uh, I was about yeah. to say, yep, yeah, definitely not, Ahmed. Definitely Rudy not. Yeah. That's how uh, I think it's <laughs> Wait. Well, I mean, you've stepped you, – I mean, by all means, you gave him a lot by going that on the defensive side of the ball because I think Gobert is on the defensive side of the ball is tip-top. Um, and I think DeAndre is g- getting there. I don't think he's as consistent as Rudy on the defensive side. Um, but Rudy can't step out and guard point guards. No, very much not so. at all. Um, re- real quick, DeAndre Ayton speaking to the media for the first time. Thank you, Burner. Uh, Kellen Olson tweeting this out on Twitter. If anybody wants to follow along, uh, DeAndre Ayton speaking now said he's always learned to control what he can control. 
said he is disappointed with Noah's extension, but is focused on getting back to the finals. He's a competitor and going to compete. You love to hear that. Love Would have that. loved to hear yeah. that the last two days. Obviously, it's been a distraction. I don't know how much of a distraction on a court it was, but Ahmed, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I thought that was pretty no, it's, it's right important. Now. It's important because I, you know, he didn't talk for the last two days, and people were giving him shit. And to me, I'm like, dude, he, the guy's like 23 years old. Like, yeah. If somebody came to you and said, uh, you know, a coworker came to you and said, like, hey man, like you should be making more money. Like, what's up? And they know how much you make. You'd be like, you you wouldn't want to talk either, right? Yeah. So, right. I, I I just I think it's overblown. I think we we've gotten a little out of control with it. We still have control. The organization has control over over his contract. I feel like he's going to end up getting five years because even if he gets, he's going to get a five year max deal somewhere else, and we're going to have to match it. Um, and, and and the 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 challenge I see in the future is that what are we going to do with Cam Johnson? Because he's he's in that same sort of like oh bro I'm I'm trading Jay Crowder right now if it means keeping Cam Johnson yeah like I, the, the way he was built and what I saw yeah. out of him and how he always has energy he always 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 keeps going no matter what the score is I love that about Cam Johnson bro I will give up Jay Crowder for Cam Johnson and I would and, and I would even package Shamit in that deal if I needed wait to. stop slow okay down. hold on <laughs> slow down get the rejected get rejected. The, uh, and have that ready my bad thank you thank you because no yeah that that <laughs> would just defeat the purpose <laughs> no but but again all right you know going to it on on the da thing the, the with the new cba and the way it's set up you have to hit qualifiers to get this this super max and the max contracts now which is great i love that part so when i look at this he's hit his qualifiers does he warrant the max, yes. Um, but it's that fifth year that scares me. Um, and and it's because of, you know, five years is a long time to have someone locked up for that amount of money. We just mentioned Cam Johnson. You know, we just we just redid the, the Shamit thing. We just went with McCall. Um, you know, Devin will be coming back up because he's going to be looking for that, especially if we turn around, like you said, coach and, and make him uh, make DA a higher paid player than Devin. Devin's going to be looking up at the office. He, like, yo, he's getting the super max, yo, he's getting yeah. the super max. That's yeah. uh, and, and three seasons this yeah. season, next season. And then he's got one year left. He's not going into a season with one year left. So after this season, and then after one more season, he's up. Super and, and so are TV deals. Yep, so that means that, the, the the inflation of what that max is is going to be ridiculous. So we do got to look at it as a standpoint. And, and again, guys, DA is like, to me, uh, our savior at the center position. Uh, it's been a while. I mean, even when we did have Amari, you know, he wasn't really a center. We just had to use him as one because we could never get our hands on one. And I can't, I, as a Suns fan, I can't let DA walk. I can't let him go. No, mm. Perspective. I've never I mean, thought about the Amari comparison. Yeah, that's a great point. Is he the best center in franchise history? I mean, probably, no. definitely, yes. arguably. Yes, yeah. he is. Yeah. Easily. Mm. Easily. Because okay. when he did in the playoffs. Oliver up, Miller, DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> he put up Wilt Chamberlain numbers in, in the playoffs. Like It's Alex Len and then 
Yeah. No, no, no. It's, uh, what's that guy from Greece? Uh, Jakovitas or whatever that guy's name was? Sakalitas. <laughs> Jake Sakalitas. Yeah. Jake. But the, um, the problem, but the problem with that, that I have, a, I had the my biggest thing is yes, his percentage was great, yada yada yada. But he wasn't out there creating for himself consistently. A lot of it was spoon fed to a point, and they were all around the rim. But again, he wasn't creating for himself all the time, and some of it was garbage buckets too, which are great. You need their hustle, and that's why he got his points up there. That's my only drawback to that. Does yeah, that but but but. I, the counterpoint to that is that you had CP3 and Devin Booker. And in the playoffs, everything slowed down and it became a half-court game and they had to take over. So, yeah. you know, I can live with that. Uh, you know, yeah. if that's what we're getting from him and that's a max player, he, we were two games from a championship, like, with, yeah. with the way he played. If that block doesn't happen in game three or game four or whatever it was, when he got blocked by Giannis where he did that ridiculous thing, I mean, I mean, you know, what are we talking about? He doesn't. Let's be real. He doesn't get blocked by any other player in the league. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. And I mean, again, when I look at DA, yeah, he doesn't average the consistent numbers as as some of these other centers out here. But when I also look at those other centers, they're not doing the things that DA is doing that don't come into the stat sheet. You know, we've talked about rotations. We've talked about, you know, his help defense. We, And one of the be- one of the biggest things, too, that I don't think people – when I look at uh, DA, I, I compare him to Steven Adams on the low block when I, when I look at rebounding because Steven Adams will box you the hell out and not attempt to get the rebound because he knows that his teammate is going to get it because he just did so good of a job boxing someone out. So when I look at DA as well, I see DA putting his body in there and block and, and doing a lot of boxing out. And even if he's not getting his hand, getting the board itself, he's tapping it around, keeping it alive and getting somebody else in. Yeah. So there's a lot of intangibles that DA does that I, I don't know if we're going to get it from just anybody. You know, um, one guy I, I look at and I really, 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 really like is Mitchell Robinson over in New York. And I look at Mitchell and he doesn't get a lot of flack. And I kind of look at DA in the the same sense because obviously they're not the same type of exact type of player, but the same type of situation where Mitchell came in kind of slow. He's picking up steam. He got, obviously he got hurt last year, but the same type of situation where he has a lot of intangibles. And I don't think people look at these things. You know, they're looking at the Joe Cage getting the triple doubles. They're looking at Joel and bid, you know, posting up players and getting 30 and 40 and, and shooting a few threes and, you know, lighting up the, the score sheets. But DA is sitting here with Chris Paul and Devin Booker and a lot of young players that are budding and looking for the ball as well. There one player that I, that I kind of liked as well too, when I was thinking of if DA was going to get traded last year when DA was on his, on his BS to start the season, Guy that I always wanted was a uh, former Indiana Hoosier, Thomas Bryant. I thought Thomas Bryant was a great dude that could come in and fill that kind of mold. And and to compare, I like your comparison. Oh, excuse me, by the way, JNS. One guy that I compared DA to from back in the day, kind of the same size, little on the offensive deficiency. Definitely DA has a better shot than this dude. And DA can guard the perimeter a little bit better than this dude, but Alonzo Mourning. What do you think about that's that? That's a nice comparison. I think um, that's a beautiful comparison, actually. Um, the all, I mean, DeAndre needs to beef up a little bit down low, um, and I think that he did, and he got on. popped. 
<laughs> he, <did>. <laughs> <laughs> he got popped but, for 25 games. Yeah, he did. You're right. He needed it. He needed it. Hey, I'll I'll take it. I'll take another 25 if he's gonna if he's gonna give the same uh, playoff uh, results. You know what I mean? Oh, shit, you ain't wrong. So, but no, that's a very good comparison. And and uh, I'll tell you another one that I look at uh, because of his athleticism, the way he moves. Uh, kind of a son's great, Larry Nance. Um, you know, he's not a high flyer or not as quick, but I just like his movements on the court. Um, you know, having that guy that'd be able to to, to run around, hit the perimeter. Genius, compo. You know, I, you know, one of the things with Aiden, and I think it's just with the team itself, is that they just don't find him the ball. Because I, there was a couple points mm-hmm. where um, CP3 had the ball. Aiden had sealed Jokic. All he had to do was throw it over the top, and and they just run their offense. And I'm just like, the guy's making the effort to try and get the ball, and he's been doing this for like three years, four years now. And it's just like, come on, man. Like, you guys have to make – like, you got, we all play pickup, right? I mean, like, when you see a big and he's making that effort, you just got to try to force it in there. Um, as, a, as a point guard, though, as a point guard, though, when he drops passes – that are not hard that you shouldn't drop and they go off your fingertips like you had two sticks of butter on both hands we stop giving you those passes fair point but some of those times when he's making the effort early in the shot clock and he's sealing a guy like just just giving the ball because he he it's not like he's not going to shoot he's not it's not a he's black hole like the guy will pass the ball he i mean he gave up like two post-ups today where i'm like why did you pass it out you had the guy sealed you should have shot it double team came and then he just moved it so I'm just like, you know, let's just – we should we should work the offense around him a little bit more in the post. Yeah. I would like uh, to see something a little bit more. Jay Joyce, what do you have? Uh, so I uh, – over the weekend, I thought more about this whole DA situation, especially with all those articles coming out the other day about uh, James, James Jones's like, thought process with these contracts and stuff. And – I have a little bit of stock uh, Stockholm syndrome from, you know, the playoffs, like, like who doesn't at this point, you know? And like, I forget that Aiden's been in the league for a minute now. Like he's not a sophomore. Season four. It's season four. So it like, this is kind of like the first, like that playoff run was the first time we weren't mad at him and not criticizing him. And I was ready to throw him the max. So that's kind of a problem that us Suns fans have. Like, as soon as we see a little bit of, like, greatness, we want to throw it. I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, like, uh, like I really had to, like, sit back and think about, like, am, like would I give him the max? And he wanted the Trey Young five-year 172. That is way too much. He ain't Trey Young. He ain't Luca. Yeah, yeah, he ain't Trey Young. But he can, like – like um, Aiden is what everyone thought like Hassan Whiteside would be, and <laughs> like 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 I said a few podcasts ago, like like Aiden is a top five center right now. He's heating up. I I wouldn't want to give him up, but you have to get him at the right price, and I have no problem with uh, what James Jones and Robert Sarver are thinking because in that article with Dario. Uh, Sticks and Aiden, they they can trade those pieces to get Cat at like uh, in the Boy. summer. Like I'm glad you brought that up. I, I don't want Cat. No, but 
uh, there's just so many options uh, with uh, with this Aiden thing, and like James Jones is doing what a GM should do, and like he's thinking about he the future and not the yeah. present. That's where that's where GMs trip up. Like I have full trust in what James is doing, but with Aiden, he, like he needs to show me more. I, I'm sounding like Keyshawn on like on the fucking. Uh, the sports media show, like I, I need to see a little more from Aiden. I need consistency. Like he needs to show up, like uh, five days uh, out of seven. Like um, nine I, out of ten I, games. Nine, nine out, out of ten, 10 games. games. That 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 is what an NBA superstar does. Nine out of ten games. You show give me fifteen. I, give me fifteen and fifteen, and I'm cool. J Janess, you would not take Cat over Aiden. Not for Tell this me, team. Okay, for this now team. that is a fair response. Okay, El elaborate, please. See, uh, player for player, Cat's a better player. Um, eye test, Cat passes the eye test over over uh, DeAndre Ayton. But for this team, I don't, I wouldn't do it. Um, we're talking about we listen. Every little deficiency we were just tagging on sticks as far as moving and hustling out and putting all this on the line for our defense. I think we'll still have the same issues if we went to Cat. What's going on, Matt? Um, but I, I think we'll have the same issues if we went to Cat because now we have Cat with his slow foot. Let's not forget, Cat's one of the slowest guys in the league. Yes. I, let, yeah. Let's not forget that, guys. So yeah. when we put this on, and DeAndre Ayton is one of the faster players on our team. Let's not forget that. He so runs now, like a gazelle down the court. Yeah. Dude, so now we're going to take one of our fastest players who happens to be our center and trade him for a guy that's running a 96 or 86 Buick with a, with an anvil on the back and he's dragging it down the freaking the, the, the court. And we're a fat, we're, we're a fast break team. It makes no sense. And, you know, I, I, I really, you know, look at fans a lot when they say this type of stuff and I'm like, stop looking at the player in the name and look at how it would fit with our team. Yeah. I mean, you know, and yeah. Cat can't set like a proper pick and roll. Like, you know, like he always rolls the wrong way. Yeah, he's a pick and pop guy. He's a pick and pop guy. He's a, he's yeah. not a pick and roll guy. Counterpoint: no. One, nobody could say it wouldn't be nice to have a third option on the court and down low offensively, Absolutely. especially when we're in need of a bucket. Nobody could say otherwise. That would help, right? Uh, two, the organic chemistry that we're talking about. I think that Continue could really on. be there, especially with book and maybe even heighten up a little bit. So I think that would be a bonus defensively. I would trust Monty to put him in the right position to on defense to succeed, but you can't hide the slow feet and exactly everything that you just said, Jay. So very good points all the way. Around. One other thing. One other thing. If we kept Dario in the exchange, it would work because when we're moving these, when we have these fast paced segments and we're pushing the ball, we throw Dario on the court at the five. And then when we want to bring it a little bit, you know, slower down and, and, and go into that half court setting, we can bring cat on, but we're not getting cat without sitting Dario. Mm -hmm. You, you know, know, I mean, so there's two things with that. So the defense that we have right now is centered around eight. Like our defense is centered. It around. really is. And yeah. and I don't know if you guys saw that play. Um, it was in the fourth quarter. Uh, 
he had to switch on a pick and roll. Uh, Booker didn't slide over to guard the man. He <laughs> yeah. got the and one, whoever it was. I think it was Michael Porter or somebody. Yeah. And and, and he was yelling at Booker. He's like, what, what are you doing? Take like, the charge. Yeah. That's exactly when I uh, tweeted. I'm like, book, take, uh, take the charge. Like, yeah. Right. And, yeah. and, and, and Booker's looking around. I'm like, Booker, this isn't, this isn't 2017, bro. Like you, you got to play defense this year. It's not that hey, I love Burner account. This dude, that dude is funny. I know Burner's <laughs> hilarious. He's the, he is the MVP of every sports Phoenix Suns podcast. This, he's a oh, legend. Man. I want to get you on Burner account. If I could ever co- course you to get you on, you let me know what it's going to take. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll find we'll do a GoFundMe get Burner account on a live podcast so we can see your face. Yeah, but my point, so my other point that I wanted to make about about Aiton was, you know, we we keep saying we need to see it from him, and I saw plenty of times in the playoffs he got the ball in the clutch, one on one post move turnaround shot. You're or, right. Or you know what I mean? I mean, I've seen enough from him to be like this guy needs the max. That that's how I feel. I, I've seen enough in the playoffs. But negotiate, but negotiate lower, or just yes. throw the one sixty five. I mean, if they need four years to make it work, because from what I understood was that David Nash again, he said that if you're holding two rookie contracts, um, max max rookie contracts, then it it disables you from signing another star player in the future. If you want to make a move, right? Like so, if Bradley Beal or something like that. Like if you want to make a move, you can't do it. So there's a reason to wait. And then the whole five-year thing, I think that just goes mm-hmm. with the timeline of the rest of the contracts that they're trying to put together, where if we can re-sign him at that point on bird rights rather than do it on, like, that same deal, then it changes, like, the the, the cap. So, you know, again, Monty's playing checkers. James Jones is playing checkers. Yeah. And I, that was one thing I wanted to bring up, too, is at the start of this year, I mean, before at the end of last year, we knew, all right, we have Mikael Bridges and we have DeAndre Ayton. But it had to be timing, like you're saying, I mean, it has to be timing. We can't go in and and that was the other thing too. If we would have gave him the Supermax right now, there wouldn't have been this, the the Shaman extension. Nope. There wouldn't have been the the Bridges extension. Another thing, we wouldn't have had the the room to make the trade for Thaddeus if we wanted to go that route. You know, we got you know, of course, this is far-fetched, but Ben Simmons is, might get bought out in the next couple weeks. You know, any team should have some availability to attempt um, to, to do that. I mean, just for defensive purposes and having a, that guy with a, with a skilled handle. Um, so it's all about timing. I think that this is the one time, you guys, that I can sit back and say, I'm going to go with our front office. I mean, I'm used to I'm used to us shipping Michael Finley. I'm used to us shipping Steve. I'm used to us shipping, you know, shipping players out, man. And that's the only thing about this 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 discussion of the DA contract that scares me is our history, our track record. Yeah, you know, Joe Johnson. Everybody wants to compare this to Joe Johnson, which I I understand, but it was. A lot situation. Different. It was it was situational and it was a lot different back and then. And Stoudemire but too. Stoudemire's another one. I, I Stoudemire had knee. They didn't want to sign him because of knee issues. And after the and he already had year, his contracts. After but the, the thing first is, is that year he, in New York, his knee blew up, dude. And that was that. <laughs> that would have been awful for us. It looked like Saquon Bartley's ankle. <laughs> but, but imagine, <laughs> imagine if we would have kept him for 2011 at least, right? Like he's still like you can buy him out, you could trade him out. Yeah. I mean, these guys say it's like, oh, like, oh, it's all this money. But you no, know, you guys have ways to make it work, to scoot around the taxes and 
you know, buyout guys. Medical we, we injury him, exemptions. Right. If we would have kept him one more year, like, what do you think we would have done? I mean, the whole, I, I don't think it would have mattered because we weren't bringing Jay Rich back. Jay Rich and Steve Nash's old lady. Come on now. Like there Yo. was, it was, it was over after that run. I, I think was, a lot of Suns fans do. don't even know about that. Yeah, if, if you guys don't know, go look up Jason Richardson and Steve Nash's wife and why Steve Nash is single nowadays. I thought it was Bart mm-hmm. No. No. It was no. Jay Rich. It, it was uh speculation uh, was Barbara. It was Uncle it was Uncle Jay. Dude. <laughs> so it was Uncle over. Rich, and Grant yeah. didn't Grant Hill retire anyways? Grant Hill retired. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's because I think that no one came back. Yeah. Or did he so say Grant- one more year? Did he I don't remember? I think it was his last year too, but I think that, but I think it was more of like, you know, what else, you know, Grant, he already had his resurgence. He had 13. He went to the Clippers. Remember? Oh yeah. He did have like two years with them. Right. Yeah. No, but I mean, again, guys, uh, that scares me all the time. Um, You know, when when looking at it, it, I don't want it to fall into one of those situations again. And, um, even the more, even the Morris twins, uh, I was upset at how easily we let them walk. Um, and look how serviceable they are now. So if I look at DA, I know he's going to, he's going to produce more than them and they've been great, you know, they have, but they, they, they really had to find like their roles. Like, I mean, and 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 I think you know they're con the, the contracts they got with the Suns were like mid level contracts. Yes, they're like they're like getting like closer to like minimum deals now. And, mm. and no, I mean okay, so one of them did, one of them didn't, right? I think I think Marquise, right? Keith totally did. Yeah, he got like a four year fifty or something, or and another Mark, one got Mark, like Mook. Mook got a good one with uh, the Clippers. Yeah, but, one of them did, right? But Keith is on the Heat now. It's fucking a. Yeah, that's wild. I mean. You know, that's a good fit for them. Yeah, it is for him. Yeah. But I just think like, I mean, there, there was a chemistry problem and there was like a culture problem when we had the Maury Morris twins and we had PJ Tucker, those guys were always going at the refs. Yeah. You know, it was just a, it was just not a, and Jeff Hornacek had no control. I mean, it was just bad. Bad front office. There it is. Bad front office, bad head coach that would just roll over very much like Danny Ainge. When Robert Ory threw the damn towel in his face, we would fight right on the sideline. Man, it was just bad. That's what happens when you hire two GMs, one for players and one for contracts. Lon Babby and and what's dude's name? Uh, freaking Banks, whatever. Banks. Uh, Yeah, Lance Banks. Banks. Oh, Lance fucking Blanks, bro. Like. We're, so uh, we we're, sign no, you and we don't talk no, to you ever again. No, we're, <laughs> we we're, don't talk to you. We're, we're in the valley years. We are past that. Man. That is over. Um, It is past the 60-minute mark, so we're going to start wrapping it up just a little bit here, but I want to go around the horn. I want everybody to answer this question. What do the Suns need to do on Friday to just come out with a W? What changes do they need to make, whether it's substitutions, gameplay? Uh, Amit, can we start with you? It's a must-win game. It's a must-win game at home against the Lakers. We know what that means. Against everybody said that they were injured and we shouldn't have beat them. Booker needs to show up. Um, they need to play in rhythm. I think the defense should be uh, – the, the thing that scares me is that we're going to see a Russell Westbrook triple-double game. 
on top of like LeBron playing really good and Anthony Davis doing what he does. But I really think like, you know, we, we just have to play our game. We have to play quicker. I think we slowed down the game against the Nuggets and, and we were playing like it was playoff basketball, but we didn't have the same intensity. Um, and so we slowed it down and we were making these extra passes that were just turning into turnovers. I think we just need to go back to be like, book, carry us home, bro. Like you did in game uh, six or uh, was it game six? Game six, do what you do. You know, I think that's what we need. Uh, um, I will, I'll, I'll comment yeah. to that in a second. Jay Ness, go next, please. Um, just like Matt, uh, Matt was, or I'm sorry, uh, Ahmed was saying, is a must win to me uh, as well. Kind of like what the Denver, um, you know, fan base and how they came in today versus us. It was a must win for them and their their standpoint too. Um, but I think that my keys are keeping uh, the Anthony Davis and LeBron James combined for under 40 shots. Um, anytime that they're shooting 20 shots a piece over that, it's going to be a hard, it's going to be a hard uh, game to win. Um, second key is force Westbrook to shoot. Um, make him shoot as much as we can. Um, in fact, leave him open, turn him into Ben Simmons out there, make him, make him beat us. Um, if we can do that, I mean, that's really, uh, where I see us having the keys to actually pull this off, win this game. And I mean, they're going to come out firing after, you know, Golden State took them out too. Jay Joyce, what do we need to do for the dub? Uh, so to go to Matt, uh, Matt's point, I'm petty. So like must win games have to be Lakers, Nets, Bucks. Yeah. Fuck and, the Lakers. And, and, and Jazz. So. <laughs> yeah. Those are must wins in my book, just because I just can't stand them. <laughs> so we were all the, we were all smiling, right? When the Lakers lost yesterday, we were just all just like, That's "Yeah, nice. that's it was nice." Good it was a good <laughs> right? Sorry to interrupt, but, uh, but like, yeah, this is a must win for me. Uh, uh, honestly, uh, we just gotta play Suns basketball, and hopefully, uh, uh, hopefully, uh, Javale can uh, play a good fifteen minute stretch with uh, not yeah. uh, leaving the open jump uh, uh the, the open shooter out on the perimeter i think our perimeter defense will be a little better uh yeah like exactly what uh jay ness said you know uh, let russ shoot like he had eight points last night and yeah. i feel like it's gonna be like that pretty consistently i don't think he's gonna be triple double russ like not in la yeah no yeah not in la so if um and just clog the paint you know like ad like he has lateral movement, but he doesn't really have much of a post game. So if you knock him on clog, his ass, yeah, knock him on his ass, clog the paint, have Javale be annoying as shit to him. Like we, like we should win this because they don't have any perimeter shooting. Uh, LeBron, you know, he's on father time, even though like he he's one of the best of all time. You know, he's not he's not a player that he is anymore. He's playing 25, 30 minutes. So yeah. and ho- hopefully our bench carries because our bench whoops. The Lakers bench. Did you guys uh, notice? Did you guys notice? Can play the starters. LeBron? Did you guys notice yesterday with LeBron where he just was like taking these really like fadeaway shots? Like it was yeah. just like like old man moves like from three point land. Yeah, like it was just like I'm just gonna take jumpers, and mm-hmm. like if he's doing that now, like I don't think he can ramp it up. I don't think he's gonna be able to ramp it up to what he's been like in the last five years. Like I just see, I see it's it's setting in for him. He's realizing that. You know, he can't do it. I have a question I mean, for you, Coach, before you go. Yeah. So going up against uh, the Lakers with DeAndre starting AD at four, um, would it be would it be a smart look to try JaVale at five and DA at four? 
I think you need to play to like kind of what's presented to you. The problem with doing that is that you don't want to play JaVale for how yeah. many minutes? You don't want to play him for that many minutes. It could be a good Frank Kaminsky game instead of Nader game. You know what I mean? Can yes. Kaminsky give you six to eight good minutes? I think it's possible. If nothing else, he'll definitely stretch the floor on offense. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if I don't know if you do that. I'm I'm kind of looking forward to our first substitution, which will probably be Cam Johnson in the oh, yeah. what five, six, seven, maybe eight minute range, depending on fouls. I'm looking forward to him coming in and seeing if he with being a little more bulked up, can he do anything down low on the defensive impact? I'm curious Dang. to see that because he got owned last year when it came down low, and that's why that's why he put on. He bulked up. He bulked up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I mean, if LeBron doesn't uh, take it in the paint, then Cam is not being exposed like that. That that, that was the problem uh, in that Lakers series last season that they just kept on going to Cam and the paint. Like like Cam can defend, but like like LeBron, like his back down is like unmatched. So yeah, but to counterpoint that though, I don't I don't remember the statistics. I have to look it up, but. Cam had the best uh, field goal attempt percentage against LeBron against versus any defender. Anybody, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. And it was that was that was last year though. Yeah, LeBron looks a little more motivated than he did in the playoffs. That's he's for a better sure. shooter this year. Here, I he mean, here's exactly he's what not I hurt. I I would put Jay Crowder on LeBron. Yep. I I do not want Mikhail guarding LeBron. When Mikhail mm-hmm. guarded LeBron's, a lot of bad thing happened. So I would put Mikhail's long ass arms on Anthony Davis. And just kind of go for hope for the best right there. I would let's just it's make it as tough as possible for Anthony Davis to shoot. And there's Mikhail's long ass arms. Put a body into LeBron. That's Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder played with LeBron in Cleveland. Jay Crowder guarded against him in Boston and in Miami and with us last year. So I would so who put does Aiden guard there. Aiden guards uh whoever uh Howard, no, either dude. Jordan or uh, AD DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan. Okay. DeAndre Jordan, but then that leaves him the ability to be able to switch as well, too. Okay. Um, yeah, exactly, Matt. I here here's yeah. the thing that you, that we all need to watch out for, you guys. Lakers fans remember this shit just like the Denver Nuggets fans remember that. That shit is gonna get loud in there that night. That's yeah. why it's a must win, Matt. That's if, why it's if, a must win, Matt. If Melo comes <laughs> yeah. in and hits hear two, or, two or three three pointers, oh, um, if LeBron if LeBron hit, hits a few. Like, are we going to be able to bounce back from a crowd like that? Because we beat them when they didn't have a crowd. And yeah. then, like, what was a game, the game Free. five or six or something like that, they actually let people back in over there. So, like, go, go what were we going to say, JNS? No, I was just going to say, I mean, one thing that I, I, as a opposing team, I like is seeing Anthony Davis slow uncoordinated self on the floor try to get up we need him to lay on the back <laughs> on his back clothes. five we to six times clothes. in the game yes we need street clothes davis early in the first quarter of the season <laughs> and, and and the only way we're gonna get that is by him landing on his back shooting them weird ass fadeaways at least four to five times in a game or trying to and draw out going to the rim like he like he heard yeah. his growing in, in uh, yeah. uh or whatever it was or yeah. are that weird ass like step back that like side step back thing that he does before he takes a little jumper in the post and like the little high post area like any of that stuff i need to see him on the floor four or five times and i need DA to see just, that 15 second get up like uh, like da just needs to 
make his presence known, you know, put the chest against him and just hands in the air yeah. because like hey, I'm here, bro. Yeah. Yeah. No one's like only a couple people can shoot over DA and the list is very small. And like if you have uh AD just settling for jumpers, like we're winning. So yeah, the problem the problem there is that he's able to do do that against Jokic because he could body Jokic. I mean, we've seen that, right? He bodies yeah. him. The problem is 80s on the Lakers, and he's going to get the fouls. Yeah, and that hurt us <laughs> in a couple of games. Damn, yeah. I mean, that's why he that was, was cooking. A real statement. Like, uh, <laughs> that's why he was cooking. But he got like too confident, and he like met, like did some stupid sideway jump, and he hurt himself. So, yeah. I'm not yeah. wishing an injury on him, but like, <laughs> I, feel you. I am. I'll be hurt. I'm they can all get hurt. Like injuries. So. Hey, it, it, we're not wishing it. It's just we're, we're used to seeing them in street clothes. I prefer that uh, that uniform than the Laker one. Facts. <laughs> I, uh, I I honestly don't have the greatest of feelings because I think they're gonna have a bounce back game. And sadly, we're just the next up. It could be the Celtics, Pistons, Heat. It doesn't matter who it would have been. I think the Lakers are gonna win on Friday night. Uh, we've got to travel for the first time. It's going to be a loud, raucous crowd. We're still making adjustments just like they are. The only difference is we beat the shit out of them, and they're going to remember that. But the one thing that we could do that would really make us win, Devin Booker going off for 35-40. How about a Devin Booker game? Are we going to see that? Are we going to see Devin Booker playing under 30 minutes maybe for the first half of the season considering – he uh he went to the Olympics, didn't get like a yeah. real off season, all that stuff. Like, what are we gonna see from that? So if Booker goes off for 16 in the first and ends up with 28, I'm gonna come on here and I'm gonna be pissed. Let me tell you what, but Devin Booker will be that dude to go back to a la la land where he closed them out in game six with 46, and he can do it again. If Booker has one of those games, it's over. But if Booker goes four for 12, four for 15, and us as a team have 16 plus turnovers, we're out. So look for two things, you guys. Look for rebounding and look for turnovers. That right there is really going to tell us who's going to win that game because the Lakers are prone to that too. They're also big and can get rebounds. Whoever turns it over more in this game, and I'm talking by at least like three to five margin, right? That is the team that is going to lose. Take care of the ball. Have Devin Booker be Devin Booker. And I think everything's going to be fine. Ahmed, leave us with some words of wisdom. Just to piggy off what you said, I'll say one thing. 30-plus assists, less than 15 turnovers. Devin Booker has a strong game. We should win. If he, or I shouldn't say strong. He should be efficient. If he's efficient, we win. Um, Boom, shakalaka! Know this. You go, go – I mean, I know they changed the Wikipedia by now, but we know who the owners of Staples Centers are. It's the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> the owners of SoFi Stadium. Arizona Cardinals, owners of the Rose Bowl. Who is it? ASU, baby. There we go. Up. So, so we're just coming back home. That's all I got. Woo! We're just coming back home. He just said, "Boom shakalaka!" He's on fire. Wow, Jay Joyce. Yes. I don't know if you can top that, man. But leave us with some words of wisdom. I mean, we do have an Airbnb, you know, in, in the Staples Center, so. <laughs> but um like this is we why we're gonna put, lose though just so you know yeah, yeah we talk we talk so much shit but uh we just gotta play our game you know if we play our game like who's really gonna beat us you know like if if booker's efficient we clog the paint we we have them settle for jumpers like yep that's it like 
like yeah, that, that that's really it, you know. And I hope Da has a good twenty a twenty ten game. Uh, I want CP like not uh, necessarily controlling the offense, but I I want to see somewhat of a Booker led game. So yeah, Suns and four. Yeah. Uh, I think I think we'll win by uh, double uh, digits. I want to say uh, probably twelve. You've so. been spot on too, dude. You've been spot. You were spot on with the Browns game. You've been right quite. Yeah, I've been killing it. It's, it's weird. You, you <laughs> have been. So. <laughs> I know uh, once Jay, I put money on something, I'm gonna lose. So. <laughs> Jay Joyce Stradamus over here. Uh, Jay Ness, leave us with some words of wisdom. Well, first of all, Arizona fans, let's take in what we are dealing with right now. The Mercury's just got out the championship. The Cardinals are about to be seven and zero this week. Mm. We got. There are nemesis on Friday. This is a fantastic time for Arizona sports. Let's just be honest. (laughs) 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 So let's just be honest, man. Yeah, no, seriously. Um, But let's just be honest, guys. Uh, Right now, um, this is the best time for sports in Arizona, and we need to embrace it. Um, as much as we just sat on here and said that, you know, Friday's game is a must win for it. Us for the fan base, it's not, you know, we got a long road ahead of us this year. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we're going to bring that momentum with us. We're getting pushed right now by the Cardinals, uh, you know, and, and that's what we have this year, man. Arizona's on the map. Our sports are on the map. We're trying to do it big and, you know, take it one game at a time, you know, there it is. There it is. I preached and preached and preached last year one game at a time. And nothing else matters but beating the Lakers right now. And nothing else matters, Cardinals fans, but beating the Texans on Sunday. Uh, Matt I, Matt Shepard, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I'm glad you, you came aboard. We're going to be coming on Sunday nights as well, too. Our normal time slot is 8.30 local Valley time. So that's local Phoenix time, 8.30. Uh, we're going to be on every Sunday night. We do Cardinals post games. We'll still be coming on every once in a while on a couple Saturdays with Arizona State because I just love them so damn much, no matter how much they break my heart. So yeah. we'll work We'll work with Jay Ness to see what when we can get on the schedule. It's looking like Friday night is pretty open on the ASAP Sports Network. So we might come on uh, Friday night, too against the lakers i don't know if y'all would like to come on or if you got you guys are busy it'd be a later game too but man i would love to come on and talk after that game because it's either going to be fire or we're going to be dancing in joy and praising monty williams and laughing at the lakers which i'm all here for for that one so and before we get up out of here i just want to say all the viewers out there Go on uh, He's on Fire's uh, YouTube, subscribe, make sure you hit the bell so you guys get a ding in your phone. Uh, whenever he goes live, go to the ASAP uh, YouTube page, do the same thing. And, uh, you know, fans out there, keep commenting in the uh, section. We're going we're gonna, to uh, pick a um, top uh, commenter, top fan at the end of the month, send you out a little gift or something. So definitely keep it going. Hey, yeah. So keep commenting. Roy, you were in the chat earlier. Uh, we didn't see uh, much. Yeah, Burner was there. We didn't. We didn't see much of JV tonight. But JV, uh, love everything that you give to us. Iverson Vlogs was there. Burner, obviously, thanks for coming in. We had some trolls tonight. Uh, Jay Ness, stick around. I got a fun little story to uh, to give you lit later. And Romp 2.0 
stopped in as well too so Rob. we appreciate you guys uh go ahead and listen over on apple Podcasts and spotify too and anchor and donate to the podcast if you so choose to words of wisdom from me soak in as much content from asap sports network that is my words of wisdom from you guys and and support it on there as well and yeah good things are coming everything is good arizona fans we got two more games before. How about this? We got two more games before the Cardinals game uh, and the Texans on Sunday. How crazy is that? Great. Yeah, this coming right from, here. Not from you, <laughs> they? No, 18 in a row. Y'all have lost 18 in a row oh, and you still support that Stop Man, eating McDonald's but, or whatever you guys are eating up there. Nah, absolutely not. <laughs> we are about to jump out of here. It was a wonderful debut. It wasn't a W, but we had fun on here. He's on player podcast on Facebook. We're going to be back with you against Blake. Phoenix, baby. Go Suns. He's got it. And it is caught. Dylan Strong. It's coming. Matthews. Palmer extending the play. Crosses the field. Larry Fitzgerald. It's insane. To the four-yard line. Battle looking. Throws it. Alley. Oh! Getting a little wobbly. The downfield shot to Ayuk. The 